Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Thursday to you. Um, we are out. John Martin obviously is on baby duty, having had his second child. Uh, and Brad and I holding it down for you. Brad Carson, executive producer here hey, at the hey. J&J Show on the ones and twos. Come in, obviously, today. You know, yeah, sorry to, for the horn at that time. Your segue. No, it's yeah, all good. It's, it's I mean, kind of a because, solemn day, isn't because it? listen, I'm, listen, I'm, I, I watched the Grizzlies last night. Yeah, I, I love what I saw from Gigi Jackson, and it's fun. It's yeah. fun to watch him. It's fun to talk about him. It's fun to talk about Vince Williams Jr. is going on. You know, after this game against Milwaukee tonight, play in the Rising Stars game, but it, it just it it just feels so. I'm just going to say it wrong. At least not to, and especially because we are talking about sports. The incident that obviously the tragedy that unfolded yesterday in Kansas City, a Super Bowl celebration rally, uh, ends up a nightmare as 22 people were shot, including 11 children, one dead. Reed, she was a Kansas City DJ, beloved Kansas City DJ and mother. Um, But like I said, 11 children, thankfully from everything I've read, the children at least are in non-critical condition. There's nothing... You know, I I sat up here yesterday. I I learned of this. Uh, I'd gone home, met up with my wife. We decided what we're going to do for Valentine's Day, and so I was out of the loop after the show for a couple hours. Yeah, I hear it first from Gabe Coon and Connor because I'm going to pick up my kid from basketball practice. So around four o'clock, this apparently happened as we were getting out of here yesterday, about two Mm o'clock during that uh, Super Bowl celebration rally. I'm hearing I'm hearing it from Gabe and Connor coming on and saying, "Listen, we'd love to talk sports, but this thing is broken." Now that's the first I'd heard of it, so I'm shocked as I'm driving my car, you know, to go pick up my son, and and I was with them. They were angry, and in the immediate, and and we still should be, and I think a lot of people are. There's an immediate anger. How could this happen? Who who did this? Why? Right at a Super Bowl celebration, right? A party. Who would shoot kids? And so I, I could hear it in Gabe's voice. I could I could hear it in Connor's voice. Yeah. There was a real anger, and there still is this morning. And we're still, you know, through the anger to now an acceptance, but but also a realizing. And we do this every time. The cycle of it. We've got to do something. You just you take a step back, and it does. Part of me feels like Twilight Zone because what? Who shoots into a crowd that's got kids, that's got people that have come to celebrate something that is so great for that city? Obviously. Uh, I just I can't wrap my head around it. There's an evil involved, obviously. There, are, you know, there there's there's gun laws involved and no background checks in Missouri, and we can get into all that, but we're not going to do it. We realize we got an issue. Uh, I'm with I, I back what Connor and Gabe said. At some point, we got to wake up. We've got to wake up. Yeah, I I but, immediately. But if, if Sandy Hook didn't wake us up, yeah. right? Yeah, we're we're, we're we're we just kids. Yeah, we're the victims. What what is going to wake us up? And again, yeah. we are not going to solve this here, Brad Carson and I, on this show. But if we are not capable of stopping and saying "wake up," like my man Lawrence Fishburne did in uh, what was that? It was at school days at the at the end of that movie. If we're not if if we're so numb to this now that we just keep on moving and, and no, yes. it's going to keep on happening. It's, and and what happens at the next celebration and the next one and the ne- you, know, you know what I'm saying? You used to think. These kinds of things were safe that surely no one, when it's celebration time, would, would, would do this. And, again, we have, you know, three people detained, don't know the details. I, I'm, were they shooting at each other? Is that a possibility? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who did you come to kill people yeah. at this event? Did, did something pop off? So a lot still unfold. And I'll tell you one more thing about this before we turn because we, we will. We're going to talk about the Grizzlies last night. We're going to talk about the Tigers' big game. But 
if one of those that was detained, and it looks like from the videos that was, and we find out that they were responsible for the shooting, is is that guy that the the fans tackled. Did you see that video? I did see it. The bravery of that. Incredible. Like, I'm thinking about my, myself and my family, and the first thing, and, and if I'm out there, like so, so many parents were with their kids, mm-hmm. Brad, I'm, I'm just putting myself in those shoes. I'm, the f- only thing I'm thinking about is getting Chris and my wife out of there, right? The last thing I'm doing is is watching somebody run, seeing them possibly with a gun, and then going to tackle them. So, so again, it looks like perhaps in this case, wasn't just police. There are 800 police out there. You, you can't stop this thing. It's the, that's the nightmare of it is that this isn't an event where you can wand everyone that comes. Yeah, it's not man-to-man but, but, defense. But out of this nightmare comes these these heroic, you know, brave efforts of regular citizens that actually hold one of these guys down before the cops get there. You know, and and, and who knows, maybe prevented more death in doing so. And so uh, our hearts go out, our prayers go out, and I know nobody, you know, I heard Gabe say, you know, pray for KC doesn't do anything, and I understand where he's coming from because the immediate, the immediate emotion is anger. But it's going to take a lot, you know, and, and I've never seen prayer hurt. And so, so from that standpoint, I'm just I'm, I'm giving everything I have in terms of my prayers, my thoughts, my, my heart's out to those folks, to the family of that, of that Kansas City DJ, that mother, that, you know, that family that lost their mom. They're going there to celebrate their lifelong Chiefs fans, the whole family. Never, last thing you're thinking is something like this could happen. So um, heart goes out to KC. I'm praying for KC. And, um, and we got to do better. We got to wake up, you know. Uh, we're not going to solve it. Let me uh, let me get off my soapbox and get to and, and set up the show because we do have a full slate of guests. Eleven thirty or so, we're going to talk to the great Drew Hill, Grizzlies beat writer for the Daily Memphis, and he's got a great story up about last night's game. the The old love, uh, Dylan Brooks versus the new love, Gigi mm. Jackson. If you have <laughs> if you have not read Drew Hill's gamer last night, um, it it shows you what quote-unquote, beat writing, how you can take it to the highest level. Yep. A lot of, lot of folks, I'm one of them, right? Folks on game, I'm going to give you the points, all that, and here's it straight down. Drew went and took a game, and he made it really a uh, opus. Uh, he did. And, and an that's, opus. that's why he's so good. Anyway, I could brag on Drew all day. Go read his story at dailymiffian.com. We're going to talk about it with him at 11 or 30. Uh, Gigi Jackson, as we mentioned, was tremendous. At 1230 yep. or so, we'll talk to the great Joe Theismann, uh, Super Bowl champ, former NFL MVP. He was named recipient this week of this year's AutoZone Liberty Bowl Distinguished Citizen Award. I think that deserves a round of applause. We'll talk to him about that honor. Uh, I think he's going to receive it on June 2nd uh, here in Memphis. Uh, we'll talk to him, obviously, about the Super Bowl. Uh, we have to at, you know, obviously touch on what happened yesterday in Kansas City. Uh, Joe was obviously part of a Super Bowl celebration, having won one uh, with Washington back in the 80s. And what he thinks of uh, this year's crop of QBs in the, in the draft. You've obviously got three pegged to go one, two, three in this year's draft. And we'll get the quarterback's uh, uh, opinion of these quarterbacks. And then at 125, we'll talk to Daily Memphian columnist Jeff Calkins, host of the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 to 11 a.m. Jeff Calkins here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Big game for Penny and the guys tonight down in Denton, Texas. So lots to get to sports-wise. We've sort of, you know, said how we feel on, on, on what we saw yesterday in terms of out of Kansas City. Let's talk about last night in terms of Grizzlies. They've got another one tonight, obviously, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, that's a 7.30 p.m. tip on TNT. No Bally's tonight. It's a TNT game against the Milwaukee Bucks. You can hear, though, like we always are, pregame right here on 92.9 FM ESPN, starting at 7. Tip with the great Eric Castletine at 7.30. They've got that tonight, but last night, I don't know. I'm interested in your take, Brad. I'm watching these Grizzlies, what, hit their first six threes and run off (laughs) from this Rockets team that, no, you didn't want Dylan Brooks to come up out of here with a 4-0 sweep of you. And so early on, I'm into it. Man, these Grizzlies are absolutely rolling, right? Love this. Love what's happening. And then slowly but surely, sort of like we've seen the script here lately for a lot of, of, of some Grizzlies games, you see... Houston walk Memphis down and then sort then take a lead. The difference was this time uh, Memphis was able to fight them off. Answered what seventeen five run or they're late something like that and make the push there late to to win the game. And I, I bring it up that I'm a little bit torn because again once Houston took that one point lead or whatever it was there, I felt like okay, well this is it. We can go on and take the L and in doing so improve that draft asset. But they uh, 
Now, it, it, it is hard to tell this group of, uh, of players that's been fighting so hard, especially with a performance like that from Gigi Jackson, 20 points, uh, nine rebounds. He was key. Luke Kennard shooting the ball well. It's hard to feel not feel good for those guys to finally pull through in one yeah. of those situations, right? Yeah. That was a thing. And so I can, I, I can still be happy for the team and for the, the fans that were down there to watch, obviously. But you know what it did? You know how the, with the Tigers we've talked about with the season, man, one loss can really hurt you. And obviously those four losses straight did. With, with the Grizzlies, it feels like for those of us rooting for best draft asset, one win can really hurt you because yeah. you realize with that one win, which breaks the nine, you know, ends the mm-hmm. nine-game slide, it moves you back into a tie with Toronto. Right. Uh, back for what? Back back off of Portland and back into the tied for sixth, I think sixth, seventh mm-hmm. best draft odds now. So you move back up. And for those of us that, are, again, are hoping for best draft asset, not the best result. But see, but, but what we can all agree on is that what's coming out of these games aside from the wins or losses, is a, my gosh, I'm, I'm running out of words for the prospect and the level of prospect that it feels like G.G. Jackson is. Uh, had 20 points last night to lead the team. It's the efficiency. 8 of 15, 3 of 5 from three-point range, a career-high tying, nine rebounds, fourth game with 20-plus points this season. We know he had 27 a couple of games ago, sets the record in terms of youngest to do 25-plus off the bench, breaks Kobe's record. It's it's not – I agree with what I've heard uh, here the last 24 hours. It's not just flashes anymore. And what's – what you know, this is coming off of being suspended right. for a game, for another – for a violation of team rules. We learned last week that Gigi Jackson had been fined four times already by the Grizzlies. Uh, this feels minor – right now, but he, he's coming off of a game where, hey, you're hit across the wrist. You come back out, how are you going to respond? And look at the response you get. And so we'll talk about this more with Drew uh, when we have him on bottom of the hour. But last night you saw the old. You and I had touched on this before the game last night, is that, you know, feel how you want about Dylan Brooks, and there was a nice reception to start, and then he got booed the rest of the way. <laughs> but what we know, whether you love him or you hate him, whether you appreciate the contributions yeah. before the ending or not, is that that, that had run its course. And you saw the old yeah. in Dylan Brooks. And, hey, by the way, we were right on the over. We set that at 16 and a half, and what, he ended up with 19 in the L. You saw last night the old, right? He's getting yep. paid. Feel, feel great for Dylan Brooks versus the new and yeah. Gigi Jackson. Did you see the two of them going back and oh, forth? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a part of Dylan Brooks, I'm sure, that's going to put that 19-year-old guy in his place, going to check him. And, and Vince Gigi Williams, Jackson, too. No question. And we can get to Vince. But it, it's it's it, it, and Vince is clearly, and right now, a more important piece, it feels like, for next year and for contending than G.G. Jackson is. But I'm talking about the future. Yes. I'm talking about G.G. Jackson telling Dylan Brooks, man, can I get that Instagram <laughs> follow from you? I don't right. think you followed me yet. Can I get that follow? Going right back at the veteran right. who's gotten his contract. And I listen, I love that you brought up Vince. He continues to be a story. His consistency is amazing. But G.G.'s Gigi's ceiling feels oh much higher. Oh, my God. It's huge. When, yeah. when I think about Vince Williams next year as yeah. an important part of this rotation, I think about, okay, well, maybe you know he can back up Marcus Smart at the three. He's playing a little backup uh, guard for you, maybe in a playmaking uh, role for you at backup point guard. When I think about Gigi Jackson after all of these performances, Brad, and they feel like they're getting more and more efficient, I think about a high ceiling wing yep. at that three. And for all of these misses, right, Trying to find that guy, mm-hmm. right? To, to Justin, and, and remember, it was always insurance for Dylan Brooks to go get a Zaire, you know, wh- whether it was Roddy, LaRavia, whatever else. For all those misses, all that mess, brother, he's right. This star, this perhaps star has emerged right under your nose. And you've got to give the front office credit in the sense that they went out and got him. But if you look at this development, you're watching a guy. I was listening to Brevin last night, and he couldn't stop talking about how light on his feet Gigi is. You know what that is? That's ultra athleticism. The guy feel like he feels like he flies. Mm-hmm. And so, what's fun about last night is again watching Gigi Jackson coming off of a hey man, this is a t- a teaching moment. You screwed up. Here's a susp- how are you going to respond to that? Look how he did on the floor. He's giving it to Dylan Brooks, and again, it it, it was sort of watching the old versus the possible new. And, and thinking about, my gosh, you know, whether it's next year in, the, in an increased role or, or years beyond more likely, mm-hmm. right? Is, this is your three right here. Here's yeah. your future three, and he's a star, and you've got him on a great contract now, having converted it over from the two-way. 
this is exciting thinking about Gigi Jackson and what he could be. I don't, you know, again, I did not expect this from him this season. No one did because you didn't expect to see it. You thought he'd be all year long playing for the hustle. And with yeah. this opportunity, he's come and, and more than just blossomed. Uh, it's gotten to a point where you're thinking of, you know, Memphis has a big three. There's no question about that. But Gigi Jackson looks like he can be something special. And uh, as a part of that right now, and who knows in the future, you know, what you can get out of him. I mean, can the guy play power forward with the way he rebounds? Yeah, you know, I mean, rather, he can rebound. You know, on this team, if you're putting a center next to Jaron, makes a lot of sense to have Gigi he out there. He had nine rebounds last point. night in he 24 minutes. He continues to do that, Brad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, he continues to go out and not just be a bucket, yep. which was the book on him coming into the league. He's a bucket, but he needs so much development and everything else. He's going out and getting nine rebounds a night. He makes it look easy. So he is the story to me. And again, listen, I, I'm not taking anything away from Vince Williams Jr. Last night mm-hmm. nearly has a triple-double in terms of 12 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. His playmaking, yep. having been given this opportunity, continues to impress us. But but for me, again, Vince Williams feels like important part of the rotation, maybe future starter. Gigi Jackson feels like solid part of rotation next year, maybe future star? Yes. Yes. If you can score 20 points in 24 minutes and nine rebounds off the bench after you were suspended for a game, I mean, I, I think he and, makes and it that, look easy. And that's with somebody, you know, and that's with a team that, that's in a league where that doesn't want to allow the youngest guy in the league a 19-year-old to cut him up. No. Right? Those are the guys that you put in their place, whether that's Dylan Brooks or the entire Houston Rockets team. And that's why you saw Ime yesterday so disgusted. He said, you know, we're soft as tissue paper, basically. We played down to our company. He was disgusted because you're supposed to put 19-year-olds like Gigi Jackson in their place. Right. And yet he pushes back against that narrative uh, in a way that just excites the mess out of me. Uh, I can't get enough of talking about him. And frankly, uh, it's the efficiency. Yeah. It's not It's not the flash plays and the bounce as much as it is how he's how efficiently he's doing this as the youngest player in the league. And you know what? There's no, there's no rush to get him out there or to depend on him. That's the beauty of the thing. He can be sitting in that rotation, Brad, next year ahead of all the, tr- you know, I was about to say trash, but yeah. definitely ahead of the you know ahead of the Zaire's and everything else, and who's going to be right there in that ten spot in your rotation, yep. and it's a beautiful thing. Um, again, we go from last night and that performance, Grizzlies get the win in the nine game losing streak to tonight, where you'll get a chance to face the Milwaukee Bucks. Now you were a big eleven and a half point favorites tonight, but we know too that this is a TNT game. Remember, Gigi Jackson has shined and gotten his shine on mm-hmm. TNT. Haven't gotten his opportunity. Had a big game. Obviously, got the interview with Shaq. And so, uh, as much as I feel like this is probably a loss, and listen, the one thing the uh, you know, in terms of those players in that locker room, the one thing that win does, you had lost nine straight. And the likelihood was you were staring at an eleven game losing streak with tonight's opponent going into the All-Star break, that's a much better feeling for those guys who have worked so hard. So so while I'm sitting up here talking about, man, and now you're tied with Toronto for 6th, 7th best uh, draft odds, it was probably a very good thing that you finally were, were you broke you were able to break through and get some reward for how hard this shorthanded team had been playing. So the fact is, there was nothing but good last night. Uh, the win, Gigi Jackson's continued development, Vince Williams Jr.'s consistency, that uh, continues to be eyebrow raising. Really excited for him. I guess it'll be sort of yeah. It'll be three games and three nights for Vince, won't yes. it? Because the Rising Stars challenge is Friday, Friday night. night. It'll be Friday night. Oh, I'm I'm all the way in on our under on point score for Vince. Then, like I said, we we already said going in that game, it's going to be more of a assist thing because most of the guys he's playing with are lottery picks. But third game and three nights essentially for him is what's yeah. Gonna he's going to be busy. Yeah, yeah, because he was not off yesterday. So yeah, uh, yeah. The the uh, the the Grizz tonight, big underdogs, eleven and a half points. Uh, Bucks too have not been good under Doc Rivers. Did I see it was three and six at one point? It's three and it was three and uh, six. Record yesterday. under Doc yeah. Rivers. That's right. Now and so they've got statements yeah. to make going into this break. So certainly not expecting win, but can I? I have come to sort of expect, and maybe I'm wrong to do so. Or maybe I'm naive to do so. Solid two great performances every night from Vince and from Gigi. Mm-hmm. Well, and these ten, like even Goodwin had a good night last night with ten points. I, I'm glad you said that because Stevens it, had 14, and he's he's on contract, right? I mean, they got him from the Celtics. Lance was deal. grown man out there with the 14 and eight rebounds. This, this, this these folks have gotten more from two <laughs> less from, from two from ways less. and ten days. Yes. Than anybody I've it ever seen. Incredible, and I think they're up to twenty six players now. I think I heard yeah. uh, used this season. Yeah. 
And man, out of out of out of freaking Stevens, you're getting a grown man game yesterday. Stevens so, with the dunk, he had that poster move where the yeah, you know, he was he, big down the stretch. It was, it was it was a fun game. I I think you also wanted to stop the nine gamer. I realize you want losses for the well, you, you for want the draft, it for your fans, but you need it for man, your group as well. Because ten you're, is tough. You're, you're, because what you're preaching, if you're Taylor Jenkins, you can't preach. Well, let's go get wins and That's fight right. for the playoffs. What you got to preach is your hard work will pay off at some point. Right. And so you get it in a win. Yeah. But what is also happening is the development of these guys. Right. They have taken this. Extra extra opportunity that's come as a result of suspensions and injuries and everything else, GG and Vince I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and just exploded with it in terms of what they can be for you next year and in years to come. Uh, Vince was already exciting enough, and it probably would have been solid enough just going into next year. You know, if we're talking about that 10, feeling good about him. Mm-hmm. GG has just been cherry on top of Gigi yeah, has, like, has changed my whole thinking yeah. and feeling about this season, and particularly combined with Vince. Mm-hmm. You got two out of this mess. You pulled two out of the fire, two studs, it looks like. So very excited, as I know that front office is, as I know fans are, about Gigi Jackson. It's almost like you want to see what he's going to do next, mm-hmm. given the opportunity. For real. How crazy is that, that we're saying that about a, a, a former two-way guy that's now been converted over? You want to see what's next from him. Um, it's exciting. I'm curious if you know. We'll we'll talk to John whenever he gets back from uh, from from baby duty. But maybe is my excitement too much about I think GG? So I think there's a reason why or they signed both of those players and they oh, signed oh, them quickly. There's a key reason. They but they and signed then, them quickly and then you on get them good on, deals on favorable deals yeah. going forward, which is what you need. Yep. With the way these contracts are structured now, Baines is going to kick in. You're paying Jaron. You're paying Ja. Like you had to with the, with the second apron, we know, and trying to back off of that, you you have to get smart you here get with what you're doing. Guys. And, and you get two guys here who look like they can be critical. Pe- yeah. Well, Vince certainly crucial and critical. We'll see with Gigi. That's the beauty of it. Again, you don't have yeah. to force him in there next year and depend on him based on what we've got right now in the top ten. So, feels real good right now to think about next season and what Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson could possibly contribute. And then again, the ceiling of this young stud. That just has no fear. And if he figures it out in terms of being a professional, like he's had, had to talk about and answer these mm-hmm. questions in terms of missing you know, missing a game here and everything else. And Lord knows you've got Jaron all over him and and Ja is a guy who's been through the you know, been through the fire, made the mistakes. You know, if he if he learns like he's man, whew, you might have really found something with Gigi Jackson. Again, maybe future star. We'll talk to Drew Hill about it, see what he thinks. Yeah, again, if you have not read his gamer. Over at DailyMemphian.com, I suggest you do so. We're going to talk a great deal about it. Uh, loved uh, the way he did it. Nice little Valentine's Day story there for Dylan Brooks, Gigi Jackson. First, I want to tell you, you can get bucks with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks. If your bet wins, bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, Live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. They've got those pre-made SGPs that are really good for beginners. Help you uh, figure out how you want to build your same-game parlay, what works for you. Just visit FanDuel.com slash JSmith and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and of 929FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-978. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend? 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inbounds comes for Holiday stolen by Goodwin. Goodwin down the floor. Lays it up with the right hand and in. Jordan Goodwin has scored five here in the fourth. A three and then a steal on an inbounds pass. And the Grizzlies' lead is 5-102-97. Great job of extending his defense. Now, back to the Jason and John Show. Live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN. Drew Hill. Want to wait till that beat drop. Is the Grizzlies beat writer for the Daily Memphian. Read him at dailymemphian.com. Follow him on X at Drew Hill underscore DM. Drew, I don't know if you heard me, but I loved your story from last night. The old love and the new love. That You know, having been in those shoes, but not nearly as talented as as you, I... I, I there were a couple, right, that you write, and you, man, as soon as the, as soon as you're done typing that last, man, this one came together. It was, did, did it come together like that for you last night in terms of this this beautiful poem that you wrote about the two of them going at it last night? Well, first of all, I, I appreciate the compliments, Jason. That's very nice of you, and I'm not sure. I'm not that just buttering true. you up. I'm t- no, I'm telling you, it's true. It felt it, it was it felt a little personal, true, too, Drew. To be honest with you, it was like take that, Dylan. I think that might be why I liked it so much. <laughs> Well, listen, I don't dislike Dylan. I don't. Yeah, like, I love praise Dylan. Yes, yes. Guys, guys, a compliment machine, and I are a content machine, I should say. And I think that when I was covering him, he was always great to me. So I don't really, I have no problems with Dylan. I should put that out there first. Yes, it all kind of came together. Um, I, it didn't even occur to me the girlfriend thing until like midway through the first quarter. Oh, and I was like, oh, I, for, I just I forgot. But that's true. I was thinking about the last time they played, and I was like, yeah, Dylan. So this, this is perfect. So I started writing it, and it became very enjoyable to, to write because it just all it it did it fit it fit together perfectly. The Grizzlies won the game, yep. and Gigi played great, and it just all sort of fit. Um, and it was the full Dylan experience last night all the way through. I mean, you had the moments where he was clearly talking trash. You had him and Jaron chopping it up for several minutes before the game. And it, you, I mean, it was also the reminder of how it ended too, because the last time Dylan was in Memphis, he hit that dagger three pointer against the Grizzlies. And it was like, Oh man, he, he got his revenge. He got his revenge story. He could go home happy. But this time, it was the opposite. I mean, he was dribbling the ball between his legs a bunch of times, threw up a bad shot with five minutes to go in a close game, and Ime Yudoka is looking at him frustrated. It gave me flashbacks to how last season sort of ended. And uh, for, for Gigi to do what he did was just kind of perfect because everybody is just so infatuated with him. Uh, at this moment. And look, there's not a lot to be excited about in this Grizzly season. And I wish every game story could come together like the one last night did. Uh, But that's just not a reality. It just doesn't, it's just not, doesn't happen very often. And you you love to write the stories from my position where you're able to sort of give people a look at something that they didn't see on TV or maybe that they didn't think about. And, as much as I want to do that every game, and I strive to do that every game, I know that doesn't happen every right. game, right? Right. So um, when you do get that opportunity, it's always fun. No, it's a beautiful thing when it all comes together, and 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 you you pulled it off last night. Certainly, um, 
Gigi Jackson, man, I love that. And you pointed out in your story, right? Brooks is trying to stop him like the NBA would want to stop a 19-year-old and put him in his place. And Gigi is going right back at him and then telling him at the free throw lines, you point out in your story, hey, man, you know, I, w- I-, I-, I need that Instagram follow from you. I, I say that to say... As young as he is, he'll go back at you in terms of there's a fearlessness there, and yet there seems to be, and I know we've talked so much about an immaturity with Gigi Jackson. We know the off-the-court stuff you know, hurt him in the draft. There does, You're coming off a one-game suspension, and you've been fined four times. There does seem to be, Drew, an understanding as young as he is, and, and I, it, it feels like more than just, hey, I'm going to say the right thing, that i got to be better. i got to be a professional, right? And in, in that, there is some maturity, as weird as that sounds. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, what makes it double hilarious is that Dylan follows zero people on Instagram, so Gigi's trying to be the one person that, I, that Dylan follows. I had no idea that was the case. That just adds to oh, a yeah. thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I Dylan had no idea. Oh, awesome. Dylan has a ton of followers. He posts on a story like three or four times a year, and he follows zero people. He follows people. zero people. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, I love Gigi even more for that one. You want yeah, to be the only one. Uh, it, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, yeah, I mean, the way I described it was, you know, we talk about red flags, green flags. I mean, it's pretty green green flag green in the flag. relationship that that, uh, that Gigi is so self-aware. Um, no doubt. And he seems to be self-aware about absolutely everything. While he made mistakes clearly several times at this point, he regrets the way it went at South Carolina. He's honest about it. Yeah, that's what he told GMs coming into the draft. It probably hurt him, honestly. And he, he understands that, too. And he, it sounds like he's made a few mistakes uh, since he got to the Grizzlies. I don't think this is like a not being coachable thing. Yeah. I think this is a not taking it serious enough thing. Being a pro. Um, yep. And, and so I, I don't think it's a – like, Jaron laughed when, we, when he was asked about – uh, Gigi bouncing back after suspension, and Jaron kind of laughed at it. Was like bouncing back. Like I guess they didn't really consider this like some sort of serious, serious. suspension. Yeah. So um, I don't think Gigi was crushed by the news that he had to miss a game. Uh, I'll just put it that way. So <laughs> I, I think you. that I, I think that uh, you know he's just so fun because of the potential there. Oh, yes. And, man, we might be getting ahead of ourselves, but what else is there to do? This is part of what's being, uh, of what's enjoyable about being a sports fan, right? Yeah, you, you got to pull out of, as something out of it, right? Some kind of fun, some kind of joy or peace out of something like that. But then, but what it feels like we're pulling out of, Drew, it's not just something that's faith-based or you're hoping. We're seeing night after night this kid become more efficient, get better every time out, right? That's So it's not just, oh, you know, we're looking for something good in a in a desert, this really feels like something good. Yeah, no, really, and we and we have to take it while we can. Thousands. I was talking to Chris last night, and we were like, Chris was bringing up the point, and we were kind of laughing about it that we're not even to the All Star break yet. This is going to be the longest wait ever until next season. Right? We're talk- we're going to be talking about this. It's going to feel longer now. Yeah, four months. Um, but as long as Gigi is still playing well. We can keep talking about it. Yeah. I'm happy. And, and to me, it. It, it to me, it's the fun right now. And so is Vince Williams Jr.'s consistency. Uh, I've got it. You know, he's got the the Rising Stars game coming up on Friday. Twelve, eight, and seven last night. I'm just curious, Drew. Uh, we know it, it's been amazing in terms of consistency, and the more you throw at him, the more he seems to absorb. How do you envision him being used now that he's on the standard? next year like where is he in the rotation what does it look like to you in terms of how you're using vince williams next season i envision him as the starter on the wing wow. like this the signature starter on the wing for the grizzlies to start because, the year over smart i just look i think he's a better fit but that's what I envision. I don't know. Oh, if I'm with you. Oh, yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's I'm, what I envision. I, I I just think he's such a good fit for the Grizzlies oh, on too. the wing, mm-hmm. especially alongside the other guys. You know, we saw like Jaron. He's been he deserves praise this year, but another thing I was talking to Chris about, and with something Chris pointed out, it's like he might even be getting a little too much praise this year because his season hasn't been quite as good as last season. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because I think huh. his defense, while it's still good, isn't the same level it was. His efficiency obviously was going to take a dip, but it's taken a decent dip. Yep. And I, 
I think having Vince next to him in a role like Dylan played defensively maximizes Jaron. Now, I could be totally wrong because we haven't really seen a good sample of Marcus Smart and right. Ja together on the right. court. And that's so it's kind of hard to say. But I personally just think that I like how you're thinking. Yeah. As a starter. And I love the idea. And I know some people, since we're all. You know, googly eyed about Gigi Jackson. I, I do think oh, yeah. that I I envision him as a bench player because you need that scoring punch off the bench. And if you can bring Luke Kennard and Gigi Jackson off of the bench, that's a pretty damn good scoring punch right there. So I, I look. I, I would start Vince. I think I I don't know if they will. I, in fact, I don't think that they will just because of the status of Marcus Smart. What you invested, uh, but, you're right, in the status. And Marcus Smart is still a leader on this team. He's the ultimate professional. Um, he, he and Bain together are just like some of the best leaders you can ask for. Um, so I don't know if they'll do that. But, I, you know, for me, I, I envision Vince as a long-term starter in the NBA. Oh, he's going to be he there. He brings it every night. He's going to be every there. At some, you're, you're dead on. He's going to be there at some point or another. Uh, we're talking to the great Drew Hill, Grizzlies beat writer for the Daily Memphian. Read him at dailymemphian.com. All right, all right. Tell me about the Santi question. Do do you hold off on the extension he'll be eligible for and ride it into the final year of his deal? What do you, what do you think they'll do sort of with Santi? Because we've asked you about him before. The season hasn't been quite what you wanted it to be, and yet he still feels like he could be a valuable piece. But you're at that extension, you know, eligibility point at least. What do you think happens? I think you hold off, um, and I the reason. Well, it's it's a diff, it's a it's a conundrum because you're right. He hasn't been quite as good as maybe you expected him to be based on the way he played at the FIBA World Cup. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to get a discount now, and that would be a big plus, uh, especially That's when you point. have to pay all these That's guys. A good point. So it may make sense if you can get a deal done at a reasonable number to keep him on the team. But I also think you, you almost have to hold out because we talk about the future of the Grizzlies front court. And it, I, I wasn't there cause I was obviously I was out of town, but um, when Zach Kleiman spoke, it was interesting cause it made it sound as if, he he knows that that's going to be the top priority is how they're going to fix the front court. Well, there's so many different avenues for fixing the front court, right? You gave yourself this financial flexibility. I don't think the Grizzlies are just going to go out and sign a free agent, although it's possible that they could. Um, there are bigs in this draft, and I do have a little bit of an indication, I would say, that I think they like some of the bigs in this draft. And so... Um, perhaps that is the direction that you go and you think you can get a starter, although it's a little bit more risky. And then there's obviously the trade options that are going to be out there as well. But until you know what your front court is going to look like, until you know what Jaron is going to be positionally, it's kind of hard to plan for Santi, in my opinion, um, because Santi, while he can be a good bench player for you, he may not be the very best fit next to Jaron. So um, it's, it's a little bit more difficult, uh, I, I think, to get that extension done for that reason. But if it gets later on into the summer and you've, you've situated yourself in a position where uh, you think you could bring him back and who knows, maybe you do get a little bit of a discount compared to what you expected to pay, you could do it. You could you could yeah. re-sign him. Uh, I w- I'll just ask because, again, you'd certainly want to see more of a sample size, but Stevens did some grown man stuff out there. I mean, with the fourteen and eight, and I, I mean, they, right? They can't keep. Surely, there's they're not just going to keep plucking guys, and all of a sudden they're they're coming in here and they're blossoming into guys that you feel like you can use as part of the rotation last year. But he, he brought some some toughness, Mister Lamar Stevens. I thought. Yeah, he played well. I mean, he, what, what are his it, chances, it, Drew? Because it feels like, right? If you've told him anything, hey, we're all fighting for spots. What's what's the chances a guy like him stick can stick around? I, I don't think they're very high. Just make it sure. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they're very high because if you if you draft a big that you believe in uh-huh. and you sign that big and it's a first round pick in the top ten, then you're gonna pay that person seven million, right? Roughly. Um so that's taking up a chunk of your money to stay below the apron. And if you trade for somebody maybe you could free the money to Mm -hmm. keep a player like that 
it just feels unlikely to yeah. me. But uh, you know what? He, I'm with you. It'd have to be a trade scenario. for It would have to be, right? If you're, cause It can't be using the pick and paying that guy. I'm with you. If, if he's got, a guy like him is going to stick, it feels like it'd have to be that way, the way, the way you outlined. Right. You have to free more money, especially since he wouldn't be on his first deal. Right. So, right. you know, what you're going to have to pay him is going to have to be more. And it's going to be a short-term deal as well if it's the Grizzlies because – you know, once you reach this stage in uh, a franchise's, I guess, window, and you are paying all these people, the players, I mean, we've seen it all the time in the NBA, the role players, they come and go all the time because you, you just have to keep tinkering with it until you think you found found the right role players. So I, I still think it's unlikely. But, you know, he deserves some credit because he did play pretty well last night. And then is Conchar sitting there somewhere between 11 and 15 next year with his contract going up from – what is it, 2 to 6.1 next year? Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head. I would have to look at that again. I was actually looking at it two days ago. Yeah, his, thinking about writing something about yeah, how that's they interesting. the court. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. All right, I got to ask you because Brad alerted me to it. I had missed it, man. So you were there at the waste management. The, my bachelor party days are long behind me, but you, you apparently were out there in the midst of it with the, uh, every, the madness that went on at the waste management thing in Arizona. It was Arizona, right, Drew? Yeah, it was insane. All right, so basically, uh, so I've graduated mostly from the party stages right. of my life. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> Look, I, I had some fun when I was a little bit younger, but now that I'm approaching 30, um, I've, I've pretty much grown out of it. Um, but I am a golf fan, and I play golf, and like the two places that I always wanted to go yeah was the Masters and the Waste Management. And I, I was fortunate enough to get super lucky, and I ended up getting a, gifted a ticket when I was like 21 or 22, and I went to Sunday at the Masters. Well, the other event I always wanted to do was the exact opposite of the Masters, the Waste Management, <laughs> which is just an absolute... Wasted. Yes. Right. And so we decide to go, and we all... It was me, my, I took my dad, my dad's buddy uh and a couple of my friends and we went out there we got an airbnb and i mean i can't even explain how big of a disaster saturday was like we didn't want to wake up super early because we went to dinner on friday night whatever so we got to the tournament at like 11 30 and the crowds are so insane that you can't even walk in front of you it's just it's Good just grief. bananas and so we get through the, the ticketing place, and they're like, they never took our tickets. We're like, are we crazy? Like, we never even gave our tickets. Well, it turns out the crowds were just so insane that they couldn't get people through the gates fast enough, so they just opened the floodgates oh, and let everybody in. Gosh. And so there was, it was estimated it was close to half a million people in there. I've been to Kentucky Derbies. I grew up in Louisville. I've been to Kentucky Derbies with 250,000 people where it feels so crowded. This is a smaller area of space than Churchill Downs, My and you have half a million people crammed in. And on top of it, it's a stadium course, so it has hills, so basically people could fill it in as if it's a stadium. There's intentionally hills all around so people can get different vantage points. And it rained, so it's just muddy. Oh. And so Saturday, I got there. I think I saw about four golf shots. I drank two beers before they shut the alcohol down. Um, I waited in line to use the bathroom for about two hours. Eventually, people were just going to the bathroom everywhere on the golf course because they, the lines were too long. They didn't Gosh. have the infrastructure. And so it was a total nightmare. We left. We were calling it the Wasted No Management Open because they <laughs> screwed it up so bad. And, uh, awesome. and so I, I was supposed to come home early, early in the morning on Monday we weren't going to go on Sunday. We were just going to hang out, watch the Super Bowl, whatever. Um, and, but it was such a bad experience that I just paid an extra $200, rebooked my flight for a day later, took wow. another day off work, and all of my friends and everybody, we all committed to going Sunday. Sunday was so much better. We got right on to the 16th hole, which is where everybody wants to be, where the big party is. Uh, watched all the groups come through. They had people serving you beers. You had access to the bathroom. Okay. It was perfect. And the weather was amazing. It was about 65 and sunny the entire day, not a cloud in the sky. And it was so much fun. It was everything you want your bachelor party 
to be I'm really. glad you got it that was done. just we yeah. had there were grandmas chugging beers out of shoes and I mean it was it was a blast um so I'm glad it worked out but no what a I've never it was a real life fire fest I don't know if you that's know what I was, yes about fire fest. That. that's that's, that's what, what I was, was thinking about the way you're describing it, it sounded like debauchery it was out there. so bad it was it was just really horrific but uh, but Sunday made up for it 10 times over great event had a blast saw some people from Memphis out there actually too um, so it's a, obviously a huge event if you're into golf and, and and you like golf and I suggest going I will never go back personally <laughs> check it off uh, and done yeah but it, it was it was really fun I'm glad it ended the way it did man and you got that uh you got that Sunday in man uh, last thing I got to say to you is bears are on the clock brother you ready we own the draft we own the draft, Drew. No need. Yep. yep. Uh, nope. I, I think it's uh, I think it's Caleb Williams' time. It's nonsense that they're going to talk about keeping Justin and drafting quarterback dumb. Um, what I wouldn't hate though, <laughs> just an idea. If you're not sold on Caleb Williams and you think Drake May could be just as good of a quarterback, I don't know how they feel, but whatever their conviction is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you traded back one oh, pick? Dude, dude I feel more assets, what, what, and you traded Justin Fields. What you're saying is exactly how I feel about Jaden Daniels. That if you traded back and it, say the Commanders want to give you two future first rounders, because it's not a DJ Moore in a first rounder, they're going to give you say it's two first round picks, right, to come up and get Caleb. Whether it's whether your guy is Drake May or whether it's Jaden Daniels, to add the two future first round picks of of the Commanders to take one of those two guys. There's a big part of me, Drew, that wants to pull that trigger. But to your point, it's it. Like, if you've got any sort of doubt on Caleb Williams, I'd be looking at taking the hall. I still get one of the two quarterbacks that's mock top three, and I got Washington's two first round picks the next two years. Like, that ain't a plus whatever we get for Fields. Like, that ain't a bad plan either. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably it's exciting. What I would, that's probably what I would I would be shooting for. But you know me, I'm not a huge Caleb Williams guy. So I know, I know, just, I'm, it's I'm just, it's I go thoughts. back and forth. I go back and forth. Well, man, we appreciate your time, brother. Glad you got that that Sunday out in Arizona to enjoy. And great story last night on uh, on the Grizzlies, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah, yep. thank you guys. And hey, I think next week's going to be a fun one. Just to, to tease a little bit, oh. um, I've got a big project I've been working on for a really long time. Really excited about it. Should be out uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Uh, that's what, what I'm shooting for. And so you're good at it. Any, any like, a little tease? What, a, little, a little hint on uh, what it's on? I spent some time in San Antonio. I spent some time in northern Indiana. Uh Talked to several people, including a former NBA, couple former NBA champions, three, four NBA champions. Um, And it centers around a certain star player on the Grizzlies who happens to be the one star player left on the court. So I'm really excited about it. Looking forward Um, to it. uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next week, though. Keep See up the guys. good work, man. Thank you. He is Drew Hill. You can read him at DailyMemphian.com. Follow him on X at Drew Hill underscore DMC. So it's not just us that's giddy about Gigi Jackson. It's not just us seeing something in a, in a desert of a season. And it's, maybe it's a mirage. Maybe it's real. You just want to grab onto it. Gigi Jackson's real. Drew Hill believes it. Now. Um, I don't know what you do about Conchar, because I just looked it up. His money goes from 2.4 this year to 6.1. Yeah, I mean, he's paid a lot. And then and then his contract runs through 26-27. So he goes from making <laughs> Bad you know, two and a half, which you like to six the next three seasons, it appears. 6.1 or thereabouts mm-hmm. the next three seasons. You need to if, do a Roddy-like my, deal. My thing is, if he's not going to be in, a, in our top ten... Right rotation. Got to get him out. Can you afford to have him at eleven to fifteen somewhere in there at six million per no. year? The answer is no. So there's there's a question on Conchar. I there's agree no, with you. There's no question about that. They need so. to feature him so they can deal him. <laughs> yeah, get him out there. I mean, more. right well, right that, now. I mean that contract's tough. I don't know. I mean, does it does a team does a team want it? Does a team see him? Okay, we'll we'll make him our nine yeah. or our ten, and we'll pay him that much for the next what is it three years that well, he's got on that deal? I wonder if it, I wonder if what we thought at one point was a great contract is now that it's tough to move on. Let's from speculate because, for a second on that because, because if you pay six mil, you want to be using that guy. My guess is that when they did the Roddy deal, that they had a. Com- I'm guessing. I bet they had the same conversation with Phoenix in terms of will you take him off our books as opposed to Roddy, whereas Roddy's contract looks a lot better because he's 
on that rookie deal, and he's a you know obviously a, a late first. Yeah. So I my guess is they'll try to get off that contract. I don't you can't just cut him because that money remains yeah. it's dead money. Would be difficult to have him in, in, in eleven to fifteen spot in the rotation and still paying. The him good that news much is you got Vince, you, you got Vince and Gigi at a really discount price. If, if they bloom and do what we think they're going to do, yeah, but and then, they will be in that top ten. That's what's critical. So then you look at this. These kind of guys become got. expendable. You need to move on from. Quite frankly, you need to from a salary standpoint, and you're going to want to pay that center that you bring in. We were talking about that with Drew. Uh, you still got, you know, yep. you, you got Canard's deal. If he's staying, what's that, 12? You'd rather and have so, that deal. Yeah, I mean, I, you, it's good. you need Canard shooting. You see yeah. him last night? Yeah, and yes. I still want to see it with Bain and spread out and have Ja in the middle of it. I, I still like the idea of that. So lot to uh, lot to think about when it comes to the Grizzlies next season. But like I said, I, the 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 better Gigi and Vince get, it feels like the longer wait till next season it is because you got to wade through the through these uh, through these waters that is the rest of the season. We've got Grizzlies at Bucks tonight again, seven thirty tip pregame right here on ninety two nine at seven o'clock. You'll hear the great Eric Hasseltine on the call at seven thirty. Not a Bally's game tonight's going to be on TNT. Uh, we'll talk about that. We will uh, talk about the Tigers' big game tonight. Penny Hardaway and the guys, they got a big one down in Denton, Texas. We'll talk about that. Uh, Steve Wilkes, 49ers defensive uh, coordinator, fired as well. Lots to get to uh, in hours number two and three of the show. You're listening to Jason and John, 929 FM, ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers. Say, play 929 ESPN. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.